0: Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show
1: description to support now.
0: Hello, listener, and welcome to episode 43 of the From the Finny podcast with Jimmy, George from Lanks Live and me, Jake. In this episode, we're going to discuss our win over Huddersfield, answer a few listener questions, and we'll review the last month of football before we look ahead to Tuesday night's game against Millwall. Enjoy! How are we boys? Are we good? Decent.
2: Always better after a win, mate. It is. It absolutely is. I slept well last night. Felt content, finally. It's been driving me mad this month, though. We've, played, like, we've been playing all right and then just not getting a result. And then last night I felt, yeah, everything came together. I slept a good eight hours last night. So I felt this first night's good sleep I've had in about four weeks.
0: <laughs> there you go. Anyone that was interested in Jim's sleeping patterns, you've just got a little update there. Um, yeah, before we crack on, as always, if hopefully people are feeling in a good mood, in a giving mood today, and... Yeah, as always, you can support us here at From The Finney with a donation. You can just head over to supporter.acast.com forward slash From The Finney. And it's the same every week. Every every bit of money that's received is massively welcomed and goes towards helping the podcast and the website stay alive and keep running. And yeah, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts as well, make sure that you head over there and leave us a, a review. You can... Slate us, you can do whatever you want, not bothered, Uh, but over 100 reviews and we're still somehow five-star rated, so thank you very much for that. Um, Yeah, yesterday then, boys, or Saturday, if people will be listening to this on Monday. Um, George, before we get started, do you just want to give us your sort of take, like the inside scoop from Inside Deepdale?
3: Yeah, I thought the first 20 minutes was a bit dire, quite boring. I thought they looked better than us. And then, it's boring, isn't it, hearing, like, fine margins in the first call and all that, but literally, like, that, that is it. That is what it, what it is about. And Potts got a bit of luck. I thought the defender had kept it off the line. And then, from that goal, I thought we were the better team throughout. And felt like that was there for the taking, the second goal and the third, and stuck them away well when the chances came.
0: Yeah. Yeah, no, it was... Um... It was a funny one, wasn't it? Because I think, like you say, the first sort of 15, 20 minutes were I mean, I never felt threatened, but they did look very good. Like O'Brien mm. running from deep and and off the and Fraser Campbell and uh, Dwayne Holmes sort of running off the shoulder of the last defender. Um you you thought, hm, mm, this might be a matter of time before they score. Um obviously I think was it in had that effort that Iverson tipped over the bar? Quite early on as well. In
3: distance, yeah,
0: yeah, from just outside the box. I think it was, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, and yeah. yeah, at that point, I'm thinking, yeah, this this could go the way that none of us want it to. Um, but like you said, that that first goal goes in, probably is against the runner playing. From then on, really, I think you just you felt like there was more goals in the game for us.
3: Yeah, I think we played into our hands quite a bit. Huddersfield will never sit back. will really. they'll they'll go for yeah. it, and it's no surprise that it's made for Barky to come on and Potts as well with his running. And I think their manager said he changed it all at half-time. I'm not sure why he did that because I thought I thought they were doing all right. And then from there, from then on in, I don't know. I think he went to a four four two or something, and we just looked miles better than them, and they looked pretty pretty ordinary, really.
2: Yeah, we've said it before, haven't we, on the podcast? That. You know, when we go in front, the team's then got to come and attack us. And the one thing we don't do is attack Preston like Huddersfield did yesterday because you'll just get picked off. In the second and third goals, just a, a classic Preston North End counter attacking goals. You know, the six touches from was gaining the possession to the ball being in the back of the net on both goals. It's just that is perfect pressing football and it just created a lot of space. And I was a bit surprised when he went 4 4 2 second half because, I, like George, I thought. I just feel played pretty well first half. You know they should have had a penalty when Hughes was brought um, Campbell down.
0: Do you think? I think the other one's more of a penalty than that.
2: The, the story one, right? That happens in happens in a lot of games in terms of blocking off, playing it back. It just that just happens. And for me, I watching think,
0: the replay of the story one is is not that close to him. He looks over his shoulder, sees him coming, and leans into him. The, which is for me? Oh yeah, of course he does. But I think that one compared to the Hughes one, Campbell's just running in front of Hughes. What's Hughes supposed to do? Just sort of check his run and stop running? Like it's football. Do you know what I mean? It's not. It's not like he's. Granted, he's not played the ball. He's not trying to tackle him. But he's also he's not yeah. look. He's not like hung a leg out or anything. Although no, I, that, you know you look you look back to the playoff final and Beckford gets the free kick for a similar thing that Galley puts the ball in and we go. 2 nil up or one nil up, whichever way around it was, I can't remember. So I suppose you do see him given.
2: Yeah, I just thought the first one was more of a penalty than the second, personally. I I thought I think the first one is a penalty and I just don't know. I think, you know, we've needed that little bit of luck, haven't we? Yeah. You know, after giving away, what, seven penalties this year so far, we just needed that little bit of luck. You know, two good saves from Iverson from, from, and pens with O'Brien. I think the second one's a really good save from O'Brien, you know, to be one-on-one and it's... He just makes himself big. It's down, what he want to do as a keeper, yeah. And Thought yeah, he was really good point, again
0: first half yesterday for them, that O'Brien.
2: Yeah, first half because he was free a lot of the time. So the way that their midfield three went, uh, there was always going to be one free because of Potts' positioning because Potts was higher up the pitch. So yeah. Brett, it, was, it was a 3v2 midfield with Brown and Whiteman against their midfield three. Yeah, and O'Brien always seems to be the free man on the left-hand side of it, and it's clever running for that that effort he's had. You know, it's it's a good little bit of interplay. You sort of got to take that off at that point to him and say, yeah, fair, fairly well worked goal if it goes in, but it doesn't go in. We have got the other end, and it's that little bit of luck we've needed. You know, it's it's a good ball by Brown initially to Evans, and then Evans through to Sinclair.
0: It's just his little chest so inside Evans, isn't it? He just creates that little half a, half a yard of space and then perfectly weighted
2: near enough. It's clever. It's all up here with Evans. It's like yeah. he's, a, he's a clever footballer. And then, you know, you'd, you'd put your bloody mortgage on Sinclair scoring them chances most of the time. <laughs> because I thought know, he could have me, taken you know, it
0: on just, just a second earlier yeah, before he had the shot.
2: But Potts deserves that better look because the criticism yeah. he's getting online has been an absolute joke. And, you know, his work rate, his endeavor yesterday, his, you know, his all round game yesterday were good. There was that moment in the first half when he's, he's run back probably what, 60, 70 yards to tackle the lad after losing the ball on the edge of their 18. Yeah, and he it's was, like, he was what quick. What more do you want? Yeah. It was, uh, was it Embanger I mean, again? I think it was. Possibly. Wasn't yeah. It? I, I forgot who it was, but it's like, fair play to the lad. You go, know, because he's, He's proved a lot of people wrong yesterday because that's the performance he can do. And, yeah. you know, people say, oh, like, it's, it's a one-off. It's not a one-off. The guy came to the club for one and a half million pound. You know, we don't spunk one and a half million pound in a play unless they've got a bit of quality about them. Yeah. So, but yeah, I thought first half, you know, to go in ahead was important. But then second half, perfect for us. You know, let, let them come on to us because they came on to us in numbers as well. And then it's just like those two goals are class. Sorry. happy very happy yesterday yeah
0: no uh, that like you said the second one I think I don't even think at the time I realised just how good it was in terms of like pass pass goal
2: well the only person that's took more than one touch is Gordon so yeah, I think it's really Impenza that's lost come inside, it hasn't he? yeah Empenza's lost it Gordon's took three touches and passed, uh, two touches passed to Brown first time pass out to uh, Parts first time ball into Evans Bank. It's pass, pass, it's three passes and we've scored a... It, it's perfect Preston football. And the second goal, the, the third goal, I know, like, it looks it looks brilliant on the eye. You know, two outside-of-the-foot passes. You know, you're sort of like that. You know, if you've got... If you, if you like watching football, like, pass to the outside-of-the-foot perfect. is great. If you try and do it on more Park on a Sunday, you know, it's probably going out for throwing in it or something like that. you probably shank it. <laughs> but... I you know, Story with one touch, Evans with two, Barker with two, Sinclair one, and six touches again and balls in back at net. You're just thinking, Yeah, that's yeah, Hughes, more like us.
0: Hughes winning the header against uh Sunogo. I mean he's not mm. short, he's quite quite a tall lad, isn't he? But I suppose we've all become accustomed to Andy Hughes winning nine nine out of his ten aerial battles, no matter who he's against. But yeah, that that third goal, it's such yeah, a I class just, I, don't, I, I just don't have the superlatives to describe it it
3: was like
2: the one honestly. at Bournemouth weren't it it was exactly yeah. the same pretty much you yeah yes, that was four day. touches weren't it four touches Bournemouth and then six yesterday. it's like it's perfect that, that's what happens when teams come on to us though like in that sort of in those numbers and you've got the players now to really pick them off you know putting Barky on you know Gordon, Gordon played play that right. he was probably a little bit quieter yesterday than he was against QPR but still had his uh, moment know, yeah, but Barkey, Barkey needed that because his confidence has looked shot for a couple of, well, probably a couple of months now. But it's a great ball in. It's perfect yeah. for Sinclair. Sinclair doesn't even have to, You do not have to change his stride or anything. What's He's finish just straight bad, onto probably. it. So, yeah. Oh, Good player though, isn't he? Yeah.
0: Yeah, and I thought uh, it was nice to see Sinclair sort of turn around and look back at Barkey and sort of, you would presume put all that sort of praise back on Tom and mm-hmm. sort of try and I don't know what people people call it, hyping up or whatever, but... I think he said
3: that's what I'm talking about or something. Yeah. I was trying to work, read his words and sort of lips this on the clip he put out before. I couldn't tell what he, exactly what it was, but something along them lines, I think. Yeah, it
0: looked it, didn't it? Quality assist. Yeah. Yeah, yeah very good.
2: did not fault any of them yesterday. I thought, Sepp, I thought the bat forwarded well. I thought Sepp did really well again. Gets forward, you know... He for, gets forward really well for a centre-half. He's class,
3: isn't he? He's class, He looks a class act. Everything he does, yeah, just got a great a bit of grace about him. Looks um, like a, like you can tell he's a Premier League player. Well, premier, young Premier League player.
0: And obviously him being at the club, uh, sorry, him playing at right back has obviously freed Brownie up to to come into the midfield. And we all know what his, Alan's Allen's quality isn't in, in the centre of the pitch.
3: Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I think I just written, written a piece this morning. If you told North End fans before the start of the season, that would be the back four. Now, probably a few people that have fainted, like an 18 well, year old from Liverpool at right backs, Jordan Story and Hughes at centre back, who were who they played at Wickham and were terrible. Yeah. And, and now they look like a real sort of established partnership. And and then Greg, who's not played in like two years, but credit to him, two clean sheets in two yeah. games.
0: No, every credit. I, I had this question further on, but I'll ask it now, seeing as we're talking about it. But, um, This one's from Timothy Lee on Twitter and he's asked, is Andrew Hughes a long-term centre-back option?
3: I was thinking about this yesterday. If you think of Hughes's, if you were to list Hughes's strengths, they'd all be defensive things, wouldn't they? And if you were to list his weaknesses, probably his attacking play. So I don't see really any reason other than the fact he's not not played there before that much. Why he can't be a centre-back?
0: Just on that, I think Scott said on Wednesday night Correct me if I'm wrong here, Jimmy, but I'm sure he said that he's played against Andy Hughes when he's played at centre back for Peter Brown, whoever Peterborough. else in in like League One and League Two, and that he played there quite often and quite regularly. So even though we might not see him as a centre back, it might not be a position that's all too alien to him.
2: Physically, he's a centre back, and in terms of stature, you know how good he yeah. is in the air. I think you know having that left foot, right foot partnership with a bit of pace in terms of story, and. You know, Hughes isn't exactly slow. No, he's not. You he's
0: know, not as a, a, as a crook, as he, to quote, no. to quote a, a former host?
2: <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I think them two as a partnership have probably got... You know, it's going to take time for it to settle in, especially, you know, with a new right back and Greg coming back in at left back. But Greg gave us so much more going forward yesterday. He was you know, brilliant again yesterday. There's that moment in the second half where he's done that little. Um, sorry, the first half he's done that little chop like he used to do, just cutting inside and yeah. you know just dropping his shoulder and putting himself onto his right. And I thought, yeah, he's back.
0: His ball into his um, ball into Chad in the second half early on in the second half where Chad just controlled it with his back to goal and just set it for Pots, where he he crashed mm-hmm. that shot against the bar. No, that comes yeah. from Greg's Greg's run sort of. Inside, obviously, still on his left foot, but just running inside a bit and just dinking that little ball into into Evans, and
2: it just feels more natural as a back four though. Feels more natural as back four now, Jake, because you've got two fullbacks that can go forward as well as being solid defensively. And it's no slight on the lads that aren't in the team in terms of Lindsay and Hunt and Rafferty, but that back four feels right. There's just something about it that just feels naturally right. And don't be wrong; they've not been massively tested. In in the games we've played together so far, you know the Watford game we've, we've conceded a penalty. Apart from that, we've limited them to very little. Yeah, you know the QPR game, clean sheet. Huddersfield yesterday, clean sheet. Cardiff game, yeah, it's an absolute shambles. But we've led to our own downfall in that, and you can't really point the finger and blame it. Don't forget, it as well, story the list. Cardiff I mean,
0: game was a different backfall to the last two games.
2: Well, it has Lindsay in it, so it's a bit, it's yeah. a, it, it was it was three five two weren't it, at Cardiff, correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, yeah, it was. Um, yeah, you're right. So, you know, it was story, Lindsay, and Hughes at the back three. And I suppose since Lindsay had that knock, and to be fair, like, he'd come in and he played those games after being out in the call for two years or whatever. he has been at Stoke, and it, it was always, it's just a shame he's broken down because it, it doesn't sound like he's anywhere near fully fit. It's always going to be the case, in it, when a player's not played for so long? Was, you know, when yeah, they chucked them say, in and played four games in the space it? of a week. Yeah. So, yeah, full of pace. Like back, back five, you've got to include the keeper in that yesterday because another very solid game for Um We've no chance of getting them on a perm. Uh, people need to realise that, you know, this guy's just signed a five and a half yeah, deal at Leicester 12 months ago. He's long-term, he's going to be the replacement for Schmeichel uh, because he is that good. You know, he's 23, Schmeichel's 35 now. You know, we always we all forget. Like Kasper Michael is thirty five years old. We've probably all seen his dad play in the Premier League. Yeah. But now he his son's 35 years old. It makes me feel quite old, to be honest. <laughs> so you know, he'll probably go out and load against the Championship next year. Hopefully, with us, I'd that, probably I'd take a guess that he'd go Premier League the year after for a loan, and then it yeah. will be their number one at Leicester. You,
0: you would imagine that his trajectory will be similar to that of uh, Dean Henderson at
2: United. Yeah.
0: Or at least the one John- that Henderson's currently on.
2: Yeah, Sam Johnston. Yeah. You know, Jordan Pitford. Players that have played in the EFL and then gone on to have be established number ones in the in the Premier League. So, that's my personal perspective, perspective on it. I just find that, you know, Brentford had three million turned down from them in the summer. You know, Brentford don't sign duck eggs very often. No, exactly. Or so want to sign them.
0: Um, Another question then, from this one's from James Butcher on Twitter. he's I've reworded it slightly, but the point's still the same. Um, he's asked well he's said, "We're not getting relegated this season, and we're not getting promoted either. What are the aims for the rest of the season? Alex is ours, politics aside, he's going nowhere. What do you want to see him serve us up for the rest of this season
3: more of more of the same from yesterday, really?
0: I think that's the only answer, isn't it?
3: Encouraging performances, something to build on, something to sort of work on in the summer. Um, More encouraging signs from the lads on loan and and the lads on short-term deals. Just take momentum into the summer ahead of big year. Win as many games as possible, score some goals. Don't be worrying about the
2: bottom end of the table. I think what you said yesterday was really telling for me in terms of not having to look over the shoulder. Yeah, yeah, that's honestly from the manager that I don't I don't tend to see that often in terms of him being that open. In terms of like it might have been a little bit of a concern in the back of his mind, um, especially going into these these next five fixtures. I think what we need to do is just pick up as many points, try and improve on last season if we can. You know, I think we're we're going to be five or six points short potentially, but you know we're thirteenth in the league we've not done badly in the past six games. You know, I know the results probably haven't gone for us, you know, especially when you look at the Rotherham defeat and the Watford defeat. We probably didn't deserve to lose either of those games. You know, we win those two games and we've got an extra six points on the board. And, you know, you start thinking, no, we could be on it, yeah. You know, 49 points, three points off the playoffs if we win those two games. It's It's frightening, isn't it? But that's the championship this season. And I think what I'd want to see is just A bit more of the same from these past two games. You know, it doesn't seem as fussed on the opposition these past two games. I think the Cardiff game has probably been a real wake-up call for the squad in general in terms of, like, you've got to cut out these individual errors. and Because that's what's cost us this season. You know, go back to September and October and look how many individual errors we've made. Well we us the, we, we, the games.
0: We spoke about it regularly, didn't we, early on in the season? I think there was a period where and it's probably the reason why he's not been in the team much until recently, where Jordan Story was sort of costing us goals um just from yeah. individual
2: mistakes. I'll come on to Story again in a bit because he's definitely worth the talking point. But full credit to the lad that, you know, in these sort of five games he's come back in from the call after three months off pretty much. You know, he hadn't played since I think it was Watford away before. Yeah coming back in when he he played at Rovers and, you know, two wins, two clean sheets in in that time, in the five games. Yeah, just a couple of defeats in there as well. But I think he just seems right. You know, he he seems like he can play in the back three, he can play right side of the back three, he can play in the middle of a two. That's sort of what we need. And And full credit to him because he's he's cut out the mistakes. He's cut out the mistakes though, Jake. He's not made, you know, look at those five games. You know, touch touchwood, like, he, do, he, he carries on this form because he hasn't made a, he's not put a foot wrong in those five games for me. So, you know, long may it continue.
0: Yeah. And I think the other thing as well that's a big tick for him, like you said earlier, is he's, he's got a bit of pace about him. You know, he's no slouch, is he? All no, the raw,
3: raw tools, as the manager always says.
0: Yes. Yeah.
3: Best thing I thought he did yesterday was put one in Rose Ed at Finney, just literally booted it into the stands, didn't take any risk. He don't need to, because he's got he's got everything to be a top defender at this level. We've seen him, seen he can do it. And now is the time he's got to take that next step. And he can't he can't be going backwards from from now. He needs to be the
2: sort of main centre half.
0: Yeah,
2: yeah. There's I one mean, when he put it in the Invincibles as well. it's been second yeah. half. You know, there's a bouncing ball. You know he's won the first header and then it's ran right on the touchline. instead of trying to knock it down the line, he's just put it probably put it into near enough where I sit. You know, but that's perfect <laughs> because it just kills it, kills it, kills the game down. You know, let, let them set up for throwing, get your shape back in, and it I gives, think, gives us a breather, doesn't it? Yeah, I think 12 months ago they played tried to play it down the line, or if we're chasing the game, then you're sort of t- trying to take a risk at that point. But you know, no risk approach yesterday from John, so it was good to see.
0: Yeah, I mean, you look at the, the run of games we've played that he's played in, he's come back in against Rovers, playing against Adam Armstrong, Watford, playing against. Ja Pedro, Ismail Asar, um QPR, Charlie Austin. Yesterday, you know, he's got Fraser Campbell, Isaac and Benza, both decent players. Fraser Campbell's been around the block and he's like you said, Jim, he's not really put a foot wrong and he's coming up against some some quality forwards there.
2: Lyndon Dykes is like well QPR, mate. Yeah. You know, the big the big battering ram that he is, and he's dealt with all of them. So, you know, full credit to him.
0: Yeah, fair play to him, absolutely. Yeah, I think unless you boys have got anything else you want to add for, for part one, then we can call that a brew break if you want.
2: Good. All good, mate. Cool. Get on. I'll
0: see you in part two, boys. The From the Finney podcast is brought to you in partnership with our title sponsor, Langs Live. Lanx Live is the most popular news source in the county and is run entirely by a local team who all care dearly about the areas in which they live. Onto Matters Football, specifically Preston North End, and George Hodgson is their man at Deepdale He's a North End fan, and he asks the questions that the fans want answered The best thing about Lanx Live is that the news is all free to read and the best way to keep on top of it all is by downloading the app or signing up to the newsletter Head on over to lanx.live and sign up today To stay up to date with all the latest news coming from Deepdale, follow their dedicated Twitter account at PNE Live, And now, back to the podcast. Welcome back to part two of the From the Finney podcast. In this part, we've got a listener question and we'll review the last month before rounding off the episode by looking ahead to Tuesday night's game against Millwall. Let's start with the, the monthly review, boys. It's when you look back at the, the games that we've played, on paper, there's, there's a lot of tough games in that. You know, Rovers, obviously, we've come out with with the win. Um, Watford, Cardiff, both obviously tough games as well on paper, especially Cardiff with the sort of form they've been in since uh, Mick McCarthy came in. But would you say on the whole that you're disappointed to have only come out of the month with seven points? Would you have expected maybe a a, a little bit more on top of that? or
3: What, you mean before the month? Yeah. yeah. Um, well, I think you'd probably want to beat Rotherham and Huddersfield. You'd be confident of getting something at, against QPR, and you always want to beat Blackburn. So maybe you'd have said nine points. So maybe just fell a little bit below. But I think the performances have been Cardiff side quite encouraging. So not all is bad. I don't don't think so. The last yeah. two games, especially, um, signs that the team is sort of adapting to the way we know Alex wants his team to play, so...
0: Yeah, and one another as well.
3: Yeah, definitely, definitely. Uh, I thought Watford, just, Watford wasn't a bad... Well, obviously lost, but went toe-to-toe with a very good team, so...
0: Yeah, just on something that you mentioned there, Jim, this is uh, a question that's coming on Twitter. I'm going to ask you. why. This one's from Sean Wilson, sorry, uh, and he asks, why does one swallow always make a summer with p fans? Why do they never learn? I think...
2: To be honest, like if we take yesterday sometimes we're taking yesterday in isolation, but I think yesterday was an accumulation of the performances we've we've had in February. We haven't played badly in apart from the Cardiff game. I don't think we've played badly all month. And you know, break them down, Rodden, we've made two horrific mistakes um to lose the game. We've beat Rovers, Watford's a penalty, Cardiff's a write-off, because we've caused our own downfall in the first minute of each half. QPR's a clean sheet. Could have got all three, yeah. Yeah, we've played well uh, for the majority of that game. And yesterday, you know, to put three past on this was fully deserved. So I don't think it's once all it makes a summer or, or whatever the phrase is. I think we've actually been playing all right, but we've just not been getting the results. You know, what was it before yesterday what was that start came out? With? Was it 31 30, shots 30 in the one box? 31 shots in the box, yeah. In three games against QPR, Cardiff, and Watford, and we hadn't we hadn't even scored a goal. So, and I, I think, think Alex Neal you know,
0: touched on that, didn't he? Um, I think he said it's not the case. It's not the fact that we're not creating chances. It's just the fact that we're not clinical enough. Not taking him.
2: And yeah. I think yesterday was just an accumulation and and, and what we deserved to, as a football club, to be honest, because we've been through some shit for the past month. Let's be honest, yeah. you know, probably the last two months. To be fair, you know, there was the whole situation in January of eight in and eight out. Massive upheaval, and it's going to take time for this team to gel. You know, I don't. I know we don't really have time, but six of those players that that started the game yesterday are new to the club. They weren't here at the start of January, and I think you know. Look back through the teams; it's a complete overhaul, and it's going to take t- time for this team to gel. You know, and you could probably go further than that. Jordan Story and Andrew Hughes weren't our partnership in in January. You know, Greg wasn't even at the club. Seth wasn't at the club. Iverson wasn't at the club. You know, Alan Brown was playing right back. He's now back in the centre of the field. There's only, you know, Brad Potts was playing on the left or right, depending on who we're playing. He's back in his favoured 10 role now. You know, Sinclair is probably the only player that's kept his position, really, out of that whole 11 yesterday. So, you know, to sort of take it to a team like Huddersfield yesterday the way we did and scored the goals we did. I think it's justification more than anything for the process that Alex Neal's had. And people take the piss out of me for saying, trust the process, trust trust what Alex Neal's doing. Well, maybe if we just trusted him a little bit more and actually realised he's getting paid a handsome sum for the job he's doing, and he's actually doing a fairly decent job on the budget he's got, then maybe these results will start coming a bit more often. You know, and I'm hopeful for the rest of the season. You know, and maybe... Rightly or wrongly, so people think, might think yesterday's a complete one-off, and, and the fair it's fair for them to have that opinion because that's their opinion. But uh, that's football, you know, exactly. It wouldn't, we wouldn't have a podcast, and probably you know ninety-nine percent of the world, football world especially, would be boring without an opinion. You know, I just think a bit like what Paul Elliott said last week. You know, you just got to watch the lines in terms of some of the sticking into players because. Go through Northend when Northend announced that team yesterday and go through the replies and some degree of uh, calling, the, calling the manager out, calling Brad Potts every name under the sun. I just thought, come on, you know, he's there, he's doing a job. And yesterday they've done the job they're paid to do and they've done it bloody well. Yeah. So, you know, I don't think it's a one off. I, I hope to God it's not a one off because I look at the next five fixtures, um, I'm sorry, four fixtures in March that we've got coming up. And you'd sort of want to take a similar points tally that we took in February and we'll just keep plodding on. Let's just get to the summer and we can all have three months off apart from you, Jake, who's decided you want to start interviewing every man in (laughs) in the the universe and (laughs) trying to get divorced very quickly. But My plan with that, in in fairness, was to
0: actually record them before the summer so I can schedule them to go live during the summer and not have to worry about it.
2: Get me on a plane. (laughs) I don't think that'll be happening
0: anytime soon, to be fair, mate regardless regardless of what the government say but anyway um just on something that I'm meant to bring up in the first half. I think you touched on on his performance yesterday but Greg Cunningham has sort of made me eat my words a little bit because I don't think I was massively sold on him coming in in terms of his injury record he's not played a lot of football and I think you summed it up perfectly, before Jim. You know, you you look at how he's played, and there's just little aspects of his performance yesterday that you look and you just think, yeah, Greg, Greg is back.
2: Did really well yesterday. You know what? Some Greg's game yesterday, when he's done that little snag trip on that lad when he's going when he was about to go through, and it's a really naughty trip. Gets booked for it. Stops counter attack. Clever play, and I love that. I love the little dark arts, and it's. You know, losing Darnell, we, we sort of lost a player that's mastered in the dark arts, but that would go by, Greg. But, you know, going forward yesterday, he was great. Just solid defensively, isn't he? So, tough to bits, he's back. Beautiful human being. So, yeah, long mate, continue in terms of his form.
0: Yeah. What's he like in the press, George? Have you uh, encountered him yet? Oh, class. Yeah. Nicest guy ever. Only
2: spoke
3: to him once, but yeah, dead, dead, down to earth. Gives you good answers. Just a really normal guy who you can imagine is just great to have around the place. Yeah, at a time when there's been a lot of change, and a guy like that walking back in, and not just cause boost, not, but... yeah, not just because he's a nice guy, because he's a really good player as well. It was never a we never really, he never really had anything to prove to us, did he? Other than could he stay fit? Yeah,
0: and he's he, he's he doing that so far, isn't he?
3: Yeah, I mean, he's been very very good so far.
2: Yeah. Um, I, bet it's a, yeah, I bet it's a while since he's put three 90s together like he has done these last three games. Yeah, you know, We're probably looking at a good 12, 18 months. So just want to protect him a little bit. You know, Hopefully getting through these next two games because then we've got no midweek after that. So we can have a bit of a breather at that point. But yeah, chuffed to bits he's back.
0: I, I get the impression as well that if you were to ask him, he'd, he's the kind of guy that would probably say, yeah, I'm, I'm really enjoying being back and playing week in, week out because he's had... Obviously, injuries aside, in his time at Cardiff, he had a bit of an up and down time. Really, like he was he was in and out of the team and in and out of the squad all the time. Sort of getting the odd game here and there. I don't think he ever really put a runner games together in the Prem either. So, I bet you know he's probably he's probably buzzing at the fact that he's getting to play regularly, Definitely, at a yeah. club at a club that he knows as well.
3: Yeah, yeah, he got his Premier League chance deserved it, and it never really worked out, which is a shame because probably wasn't many better left-backs in the league than him at that time. Mm. But sometimes clubs just don't work for people and coming back here looks like a sort of rejuvenated character, doesn't he? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, let's let's start this monthly review section off then with, uh, with your games of the month. Jim, I'll start with you. Yesterday.
2: Um, I enjoyed Rovers, don't get me wrong, but I think yesterday showed what Preston North End is all about as a football club and how good we can be when, when we want to be. And yeah. don't be wrong, you got to look at the opposition and the fact that they've come on to us and that opens up the game for us perfectly. But that was more like the, the North End that we all know under Alex Neil yesterday. And yeah, I enjoyed it. enjoyed it yeah. a lot. had my neighbours banging on the wall at one point when the third went in because I was making a lot of noise. So yeah, soft.
3: Uh, probably got Rovers just for who it, who it was against. We old and won from earlier in the season, and yeah, really enjoyed that. But yes, that yesterday was probably more significant in terms of what it means and what it's done for the whole the club as a whole. Really, but yeah, beating Rovers two one at a time when we were in a bit of a bit of a rut was was great.
0: Yeah, I think I'm with you, Jim. I think it was yesterday for me. It just it feels like it was a culmination of everything sort of coming together from the last month. Like we've talked about the, the good performances that we've put in for the most part. Um, and yeah, it just, it felt like we needed it, didn't it? As a club, like hopefully it's, it's a defining moment for the rest of this season and that we kick on and, and do sort of start to produce good performances regularly now and, and give the fans something to shout about and something to get excited about before, what will be a big summer. Yeah, definitely. Um, Goal of the month, Jim?
2: Uh, Greg at Rovers. Just the the assist was perfect from Brownie. Like, you know, and the way he's took it, took that little bit of pressure off us going ahead in a derby game. Um, Yeah, spot on, but big shout out for the two team goals yesterday, you know, in terms of the six-touch moves that we've had. Um, Love watching both of them. You know, and I know the third one's going to get a lot of praise and stuff. But yeah, they were both really good goals. And but Greg, great finish for a guy that's making his first start since rejoining. Perfect, really.
0: And a guy that didn't score many goals either in his first stint.
2: Don't matter. (laughs) I like him. He scores important. He scores important goals. Yeah, no, I'm
3: I'm a fan as well.
0: Uh, George goal of the
3: month. Uh, Last one yesterday, I reckon. Just. Great technique from Greg, but I could watch watched that goal over and over yesterday. The last one, it was... Exactly
0: You'd never it. get bored of it, would you? No. Nope. Quality. Uh, from, yeah, from, I'm, from I'm, I'm the same. And and I think it was the the cherry on top of a very, very good day as well. Yeah. Um
3: Peter enjoyed that one yesterday, by the way. Oh, did he? Yeah, big, cele- big celebration.
2: Yeah, Player of the Month. So, a good, notable shout-out for... For Greg and for Chad Evans, which I think one of you two might go with, but I'm going to give it to Jordan's story. Come in, out of the cold, five games, two clean sheets, two wins in that time, playing well. Proved me wrong massively. Cut out his individual errors. Yeah, looks you were, like the player...
0: You were quite, not
2: critical, but... I was very I, critical. No, I was critical. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, it, it, it was enough, massive... Because it was a massive concern to me, because I, I thought the lad needs game time, and he needs because he's what twenty two, twenty. I think he's twenty three now, and he needs it's game time. time it's time that he half. wants to
0: start kicking on, isn't it? Really,
2: absolutely. And I think these five games and uh, have proved that he's still got it in his locker. You know, he's and like we said before, he's got all the attributes you'd want in a centre half, and it's good that he's putting a bit of a run together with games and and looks the part. So, yeah. I'm I'm pleased for him more than anything because we know he can do it, and he probably knows he can do it himself. And
0: the manager, right, does. I'm just
2: chuffed that he's, yeah, I'm just chuffed he's, he steps it on. And yeah, he looks like the player he was when he was partnering partnering Ben Davis in that little bit of a run. I think it was 2017, 18, or 18, 19 season when like we put a, a good run of games together and he was playing well at that point as well. So yeah, long mate, continue. But massive shout out for Chad, superb again yesterday. Um hold-up plays, link-up plays, goal. I, I don't think we touched on that enough in the first half, to be honest with you, because he was outstanding yesterday. He gave Keo yeah. and um, Sar a right game. But to be fair, when they put on Richard Stearman, I thought, are you having a laugh? You're, <laughs> like, it's, like, it's like, you're just asking for trouble here. Why are you bringing on a pub player? Like, pub player. Because, <laughs> oh, he's crap. He's, no, no. he's awful. But it's like, you're just asking for trouble right? against... Chad Evans against someone who just likes to kick people He's just like, yeah, perfect. So, Just
0: on that, that's just reminded me. What happened with uh, Anthony Gordon? I saw some people saying he got punched or something, and obviously Chad got involved in, in the aftermath. I think, did he end up getting booked?
2: I didn't see that. I think they both got booked, him and was it Pippa? Pippa, yeah.
0: Yeah.
3: So, yeah. Gordon got took off,
0: I think, straight after. Yeah, I saw people saying that he uh, he got punched in the face or something, but I didn't really see much myself. No. No, oh, oh, fair enough.
2: lively again yesterday, Gordon. Probably not as lively as he was against QPR, but still, like when he gets on the ball, you get excited, don't you? He He, can, Probably, he, can, had, he creates things, doesn't he? We've not had a play like him since McGeady. When literally, as soon as he gets on the ball, you're thinking, oh, hello. He could do something here, you know, yeah. and you start, you, you sort of lean for if you're ground, you'd lean forward, wouldn't you? Yeah, like, yeah. He's, he's, on, he's doing something here, like you're trying to so, look,
0: look around a non existent corner. Yeah, yeah, so like, exciting. <laughs> <laughs> um, George, player of the month,
3: I'll go for Chad, I think. Yeah, Iverson as well, I think deserves a shout out. Apart from, I don't think Cardiff he was too at blame, really, and I think he's making big saves in pretty much every game. The save for the third goal at Cardiff, by the way, just before they scored, was unbelievable. Yeah,
0: from Kiefer Moore, was it?
3: Yeah, I know it ended up in the net a um, second later, but that was an unbelievable save. Um, but yeah, I'll, I'll go for Chad. I think he's blown every expectation completely out of the water. Didn't know much about him. I'm actually wondering why the Championship team hasn't brought him in earlier than this. don't know if he's only just got to this level, but an absolute sort of... Maniac up front. Honestly, watching him, Don't know, I think it comes across on the telly. But yeah, some of the kids they brought on yesterday genuinely, genuinely looks scared of him. From actually, going for a tackle, he, he is absolutely horrible to play against. Um, he's given us everything we've been sort of missing at that top end. It's like watching Garner again, it really is. Um, There's more than that. He's really clever. He's t- you know, he set two goals up yesterday and scored the other one. You can't really ask for much more than that. And I think, other than Cardiff, where he's up against. I think Alex Neal's had three monster centre backs, very good in all the other games, and the fact he's not been dropped sort of sort of shows that he's very very sort of fit as well. You know, physically he's not played for five years and absolutely sort of ripped, and been, he's given the team something they really needed. So
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm I'm going to go with Chad as well. I think in terms of his past and his history, we we've all had our say on that and been coming in for not a massive amount of stick but a bit of stick last night on on social media people are you looking his ass? blah 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 and i think we, we we've said what we've had to say and i know my opinion's not changed on that however i've said my piece i'm not going to keep banging the drum it is what it is and as the host of a fan run press north end podcast people might disagree with this next statement but I have to try and be as objective as I can about the football when we're talking about it. And you'd be hard pushed to find anyone that would disagree with the fact that Ched has been playing out of his skin recently. And I think he, he fully deserves the the player of the month. not that we're physically going to give anyone a, an award, but I think he deserves that recognition. And, and be, just because I've had my say on on his past, doesn't mean to say that I can't objectively judge a player on on the football pitch and that's what I'm doing and he, he thoroughly deserves it like you said George he's, he's a maniac on the pitch
2: yeah clever. the thing now. for me as well the thing for me as well was that I thought we were signing a league one journeyman centre uh, forward 32 year old coming towards the end of his career It's far from it is he he's like he's energetic he puts himself about he's probably got the physique of a 28-29 year old and that's probably due to the fact of the time he had out the game yeah, and I think we've now got a striker that's coming towards the the, the peak of a centre forward as a as a career point, you know, and that's probably because physically he he isn't thirty two, you know, thirty two olds tend to slow down. He looks fine. He doesn't look like he's slowing down, or he doesn't look like he's coming towards the end at all, you know, and I think that's really positive from our point of view. Yes, I think we've all we all had concerns about the signing, you know, whether it was for the off the field stuff or you know for me personally my point of view was more about the football side and you know completely proved wrong happy to put my hands up and say yeah I completely dropped the ball on that one because I didn't realise what we were signing you know and his his record in league one was good but I think what he gives you in terms of experience as a footballer probably as a person as well seems quite well liked by the lads I think it's good to have around the club and yes, there's always going to be elements of our support that have concerns around what happened off the pitch rightly. So, you know, because people have been affected by similar things in their personal lives as well. And I can't comment on that because I've never been subject to those sort of things in my, in my life or whatever happened, you know, I'm not educated enough to talk about it, to be honest, but, at the end of the day, the lad was acquitted. We've got to we've got to remember that. And on the pitch, he's he's doing bloody well. So you know, long may that continue. And I'll continue to judge him as a footballer rather than as a person.
0: Yeah, yeah, and that's what we're here for. At the end of the day, you know, to talk about the football and and discuss the football and everything that comes with that. So I don't think we'd be not that the jobs, but I don't think we'd be doing our jobs right if we weren't as objective as we can be and back, tried to back things up with stats and data as well as giving our opinions on things. So, yeah, I think player of the month for me is, is definitely Chad Evans. Yeah, looking ahead to Tuesday then, we've got a very informed Millwall side to play and it's not going to be easy without wanting to point out the obvious.
2: Mate, I didn't realise how informed they were. No, I didn't. Until it's like the results and stuff. I know they've been beat yesterday, but that's the first what? defeat. But it's, they've had one defeat in 10 games and that was yesterday. Yeah. I was like, only lost did not three to see that. from
0: 13 in the league in this this calendar year.
2: Yeah, well, last 10 games, they're, they've they won four, drawn five, lost one. Five clean sheets. You know, just scored, They've only scored 12 goals in the 10 games, but they've only conceded six. So, you know, a typical Millwall, like, tough to beat, tough to break down, three at the back under Gary Rabbit. Um, Quite consistent with the team lineup as well. Hutchinson and Budakowski, the keeper, have played every minute of every game so far. Same points as us. You know, we're separated by goal difference. So, there's not a lot in it for me. You know, I think if you keep your Jed Wallace quiet, who's got seven goals this season, then you give yourself every opportunity to win the game. Obviously, to have been beat by probably the informed team in the league yesterday in terms of Barnsley.
0: Yeah.
2: Um, but, you know, with good Fields, Ryan Woods is a player I really like. Um, two good wing-backs is Wayne Malone and and um, is it Romeo, the yeah. other lad. So, I think we're in for a tough game. Um, I would snap your off at a point right now. But I hope to God we take the game to him because I remember going there a couple of years ago when we went 3-0 up right, and we blew them away that first half probably about, probably about two years ago this week actually it was around about this time and we just went there and just blitzed them and it, you know we were on it that day I think we then went there the first game of the next season and we were shite so it's just one of those it swings of isn't it
0: yeah no it definitely is are you travelling down George?
3: yeah Going to re- try the tra- try the trains again. See you sound actually...
0: delighted about that. No, I've
3: never been to the Den, so I'm quite, quite looking forward to that. Um, it's quite a classic ground, isn't it? Um, but yeah, I think it'll be a tough game. Millwall are rarely well-beaten or rarely sort of thumped teams, so it's always going to be a close one. Uh, probably agree with Jim, probably take a point.
0: Yeah. Yeah, no, definitely. Same now, though, well. George.
3: Stay again. Stay no, George. Yeah, going to have, to, going to have to stay in a premier inn.
2: And get back early next day.
0: It'll Be a couple of long days for you.
2: Well, well, will. not to worry. Get on the old Pendolino, mate. At least it's quick. At least it's not. It's not. It's not a massive trek, is it? Really, you're in London in a couple of hours, and it's fairly straightforward to get to from London Bridge. I love me all the way. It's probably one of my favourite away games in the calendar year when, it, like, when we can go to games. Yeah, it's a good drink. It's a good drink. It's it's always a lively game. It's just like it. It's just a good away game. Like it's just a shame fans yeah. aren't in there because the fans mate Millwall as well. It's yeah. It's always a little bit cold as well, but like the atmosphere is always like it, it's Up on there. it. For, yeah, yeah. For, from all three sides of the ground as well. Like you know, you know, you're in a battle when you go to Millwall because, and when they're not on it either, the fans turn quite quickly. So. It's it's one of those really, you know, long May August come round so quickly, and then we can get back in grounds because yeah, can't wait. It's, it's, it's games like Millwall away that I think I've, well I look forward to anyway because you know it's a good good day out in London, it's good drink on the train and never done yeah. a London away day yet. Yeah. You've never lived, that's why, Jacob. You've <laughs> never lived. <laughs> Cheers, Jim. Uh, um, so all right, mate. Oh, can't be Market. It's like Millwall's a. Good, it's a good mooch that's the thing Millwall's probably up there in terms of my favourites I'll, um, uh,
0: I'll put it at the top of my away day list for next season then it should be, in fact, in should fact, be you, you, you can show me a good day out Jim <laughs> yeah we'll move on from that <laughs> <laughs> silence um, would you would you look at many if any changes for Tuesday or obviously for for a lot it's going to be fourth game in just over or just under a week when it'll be last play Wednesday so yeah would you would you look at making any changes or sort of try and keep as consistent a side as you can Um, Angie on Twitter actually asks does Liam Lindsay come back in if he's fit
3: I think it comes down to how if She wants to focus on them or focus on us she could go all guns blazing and play Gordon and Sinclair again and really sort of go for it Vandenberg at right back or you could Going to your shell a bit, and maybe wing backs. Think they play wing backs today? Not too yeah. sure. Yeah. So yeah, might be a case of resting Lindsay up and getting him ready for this one because they're going to probably going to pump balls into our box all game, aren't they? So
0: they've, they've got high, haven't they, all over the pitch? Got yeah. Jake Cooper and Hutchinson that are both units. Malumbi.
3: Malumbi will be desperate to play, but I'm not sure I can see that. Um, given how good the midfield's been.
0: Yeah, I was talking to someone last night who said. Do you think Molumbi should be starting a bit more? And I said, Well, based off the last two games, where does he fit in? Yeah.
3: Yeah. I thought he That's might rest Ched yesterday just for rotation because raced did well against Huddersfield in the reverse game. But yeah, you can't. I don't think you can leave him out at the minute and he'll, he'll be absolutely perfect for Millwall away, Ched.
2: Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, the thing is with Millwall, they play two tens behind either Bennett or um, the big fella. Is it Matt Smith? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so the, tactically he'll it'll, it'll probably go with the same I, I think he'll go he could go Molumby over I think even Whiteman or or Potts because it's a perfect game for Potts in terms of space and energy etc but I think it, he's going to have to lock on to them two them two tens you know they played um, Sean Williams and Jed Wallace in the two tens yesterday but it just I don't know do you go? With, do you go sort of the usual shape and attack the game? I hope he does. My concern is that you've got to keep the ball player of Ryan Woods quiet, and then you've got like the creative spark of Jed Wallace as well. And they've got—is um, it Ben Thompson who's flying as well this season? Yeah, you know, homegrown product. So
0: has got Zahor up top as yeah. well, and he's another another big lad, isn't he?
2: Yeah. He didn't, did he get on yesterday? Didn't see. I'm not sure. Um, I know
0: he played against us in in the reverse fixture, didn't he?
2: he's out through injury he's been out last four games ah. so <laughs> yeah um, but yeah obviously they're missing Connor Mahoney as well which he's a big player for them so they've got their own injury problems at the minute they've liked this from Birmingham got, and Bells every club's got injury
0: yeah, problems yeah look though. at Uddersfield
2: yesterday Yeah, Udersfield had about 10 out to injury yesterday I think we've sort of got through the worst of it now you know we've That's only cool. got what Louis Billy Bowden
0: Lindsay obviously two long
2: term in terms of Oh yeah, maybe we've got six then. I was thinking about Pat and Deck, but then we've got obviously got Lindsay Ledson. So, Shawnee. we've got. Played... Yeah, what's the news on Shawnee, George? Have you heard anything about how long he's going to be off? I'm not asking about injuries anymore, mate. <laughs> oh
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, what what uh, happened for those that, that don't that don't know?
3: Uh, just just asked if Ledson was going to expected tra- <laughs> to train on uh, Friday. Um, didn't. Wasn't really uh didn't go well, down, did it? Didn't go down too well. No? <laughs> um but yeah, to be honest, you're rarely hundred percent on injury stuff as much as we ask. I remember when Daniel Johnson, um yeah, last season was thought to be injured and then played at West Brom. Um uh, so one of them. But I think Maguire, I think it was I'm not sure exactly what part of the body it was, but I think it was I think he said something like he's overworked something or overloaded it. And he came back and then sort of maybe felt it again. So I'm not too sure there. Hopefully not his hamstrings.
0: I was going to say, just on Shawnee, Like obviously he had, he's had his history with hamstrings, but for the vast majority of the last probably season, season half, he's managed to stay sort of injury-free, hasn't he? Which has been good to see.
3: Definitely, mm. yeah. Had to adapt his game a bit. Yeah, yeah. Missing Ledson and Maguire, two players that would probably be getting game time. So yeah,
0: doing exactly. well at the minute. Exactly. Uh, predictions, boys. One one,
2: same. One one.
3: Yeah, I, I was gonna say same probably well. the most one one game ever.
0: One one or nil nil, it'll be won't it? Under now. two
2: point five at the bookies, isn't it? Let's be honest. Yes, yeah. it's, it's not. I don't think it's. I don't think it's a game for goals. And um, first goal's key. Let's be honest. We get the first goal, then it's every chance we'll win the game. And we'll play this lock up. Yeah, but same, 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 doesn't it? Really, you know, it's. Yeah, first goal probably wins the game. I think for me, yeah. or doesn't no. lose it anyway. Agree. Big month, big month. March. So, yeah, looking at fixtures, you know, obviously we've got Bournemouth on Saturday. That's going to be a tough game at home. But then no midweek, which is really key for us. I think you know, just to rest up, get you know, get set for then Wickham away, Middlesbrough away, Luton at home, and then we've got two weeks off. You know, because the international break at the end of March. So you'd look at
0: those those three games and say that on paper they're all winnable and and then then the tough run starts with the Norwich, Swansea, Brentford, Stoke, Derby.
2: If we can get three three wins from the next five games, so Millwall, Bournemouth, Wickham, Borough and Luton. Three wins from that we're safe then at least. Yeah. You know because that'll put us on well mid 50s in terms of points I think. Yeah. Um 51 maybe. Um and I think then we're sort of safe 52 it will put us on with 10 games to go so yeah I think that'll be enough because we'll pick up points in the last 10 games so we don't have to look over our shoulder then we can just try and improve on last season which was what 66 yeah cool fingers crossed
0: cheers boys unless you've got anything else you want to add then we can wrap that up all good cool nice one uh and thank you listener for listening to episode 43 of the from the Finny podcast as i said at the start you can support from the Finny by going to supported.acast.com forward slash from the finney and if you aren't already go and give us a follow on twitter as well yeah cheers boys thank you for your time that's what
2: well. no worries safe travel george see yeah next. see you soon
0: yeah see you in, uh, in a few more weeks and jim see you on i'm not saying it because you gave me a load of stick last time but
2: yeah see you tuesday night
0: <laughs> yeah see you in a bit boys
3: all right north end fans the juice here you're listening to from the finney this is our brand new single tell me tina hope you enjoy it
1: I'm So if I know I should stop it drinking Not sure what to say because I'm not sure what I'm thinking I, I can see the storm on me and you on the horizon Have to find another way to get my day to brighten. All around the world is just another kiss of me and you But you left me down